everybody. People are still coming in. We're just going to open in prayer this morning. We're just going to ask that God will have his way, that God will move, our hearts will be touched, and we'll hear a word from him today. God, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for your presence, God, that we feel already. God, we're thankful. God, for the opportunity. God, for the privilege. God, to be able to come out today. God, to your house. God, to worship you. God, we ask today, God, that you would move in this house. God, that you would touch hearts. God, that lives would be changed and transformed today. God, that our worship this morning, God, would be pleasing. God, that you would inhabit, God, the worship and the praises of your people today. God, that you would come. God, that you would minister, God, to every need. That you would minister, Lord, to every heart. God, that our hearts and our minds, God, would be open, God, to you today. God, we've come. God, with purpose, we've come, God, to lift up your name. God, we've come to magnify and lift you up and exalt you today. God, we thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. God, we thank you because you are a prayer answering, God. We thank you today, Lord, because you're faithful. We're thankful for the name of Jesus today. God, I pray that, that you would have your way, God, that your spirit, God, would come. God, it would fall fresh, God, on each and every one of us today. God, we honor you today. God, we love you today. God, break up the fallow grounds in our hearts today. God, minister. God, do something, God, fresh. Do something new, oh God, in this place today. God, minister to the needs. Minister, Lord God, to your people today. God, open up open up the windows of heaven, God, today. God, and pour out your blessings. Pour out your spirit, oh God, in this house. God, we thank you. God, we love you today. God, we want to take a few moments and we just want to welcome you, God, into this house. God, I thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you, God, because there's nobody like you. There's nobody like, there's no name like the name of Jesus today. Oh, God, we praise you today. We thank you today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we honor you today. God, we pray that you would have your way. God, that your spirit, God, would move fresh in this house. God, that you would walk up and down these aisles. God, I pray that the angels, God, would add their worship, God, with ours today. God, that your name, God, would be glorified in this house. God, that your spirit, God, would manifest, God, in this house. God, that the gifts of the spirit would move and operate, God, freely. Oh, God, that you would have your way. God, we thank you today. God, we love you. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor today in Jesus' name.
Jesus' name as our ushers and hostesses get ready to receive today's tithes and offerings. Once again, this is our first 9.30 service, and I am so excited. I have talked to people and, and you know, people that are unable, they work at a certain time a little later on Sundays, and they're able to come in. I've talked to people in, in different places in the city this week, and, and they seem to be excited about the 9.30 service. So we're, we're looking forward to all that God's going to do through this. Amen. He is an amazing God. You know, sometimes you have to step out and there's nothing there's nothing solid you're stepping out onto, it doesn't feel like. But all you're stepping out onto is, is Jesus. And, and 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 it feels like there's no no footing beneath you. And but when you step out in faith, I don't know if this is making any sense to anybody, when you step out in faith and it seems like there's absolutely nothing there. And then Jesus comes through and, and shows up in your life in perhaps your lowest moments. Then all of a sudden you see and you realize how good He is. And we have to learn to trust Him. We have to learn to step out in that faith dimension sometimes. And, and, and it doesn't seem like anything's there. You, just, you have to put all your trust in God. All your trust in God. Amen. So uh, we want to take up today's tithes and offerings, and then we're going to have another song. And uh, so let's go ahead and stand, and let's pray, and let's call on the name of Jesus. And God, we ask that you bless this offering. Not just the offering, God, the offering of praise that's in this place among your people. God, every hand lifted, every voice, God, that just calls on your name, everyone that's perhaps going through or, or having to overcome something, give them strength this morning. Bless this offering in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Step out and then continue to worship.
your praise and your prayer. Anointing, follow me. Slip up your hands. Anointing, follow me in this place today, God. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Anointing, just fall in this place, in each and every life, God. The anointing that destroys the yoke. Let that anointing just saturate each and every one of us. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. I am excited. We have had Life United Pentecostal Church. 45 years of Life United Pentecostal Church we celebrate today. That is awesome. That is amazing. And we decided there's no better time to start a second service than year number 46. So, uh, so praise God. Hopefully by year number 90, they'll have many services going throughout the day on Sunday. Just, uh, just all, all kinds of services and, and ministering to this community in this area. I am so excited for to have on this 45th year of Life United Pentecostal Church an evangelist who is not a stranger here. He has been coming here well over a decade and ministering. And uh, so, Brother Tim Green, Sister Lois Green, wonderful to have y'all come minister. And uh, Sister Green does have several books, and what else is it? Praise God. It's all out there on the booth, and it goes to uh, Brother Green and Sister Green's ministry. Love you. tremendous growth in not just numbers but also in the discipleship and our lives that have been healed and changed and blessed and strengthened such a privilege to be with you again today while you're standing if you direct your attention as we look at two portions of scripture we'll be reading from the book of acts chapter one and reading the first five verses and then we will look at acts chapter two and begin reading at verse 36 of Acts chapter 2. Now, if you're not real familiar with the Word of God or the Scripture, this is in the setting, the Acts is the actions of the apostles. And this is immediately after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels talk about when Jesus walked on earth and the miracles He did and the messages He preached and the kingdom of God that came to mankind. And now we find immediately afterwards, this is what the apostles did that Jesus told them to do, and this is how they began to establish what we know as a church today. So looking in verse 1 of Acts chapter 1, Luke is the writer, the same one that penned the Gospel of Luke, is writing here. 
So when he says the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, he's talking about the book of Luke. That's the former treaties. Verse 2. Until the day in which Jesus was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So what Luke is doing is recapturing and re-speaking uh, all of the things that happened in the Gospels. How that Christ came and He preached in miracles. How that He went to the cross. How that He died for our sins. How that He rose again. And He's saying the apostles were eyewitnesses of His resurrection. They talked with Him. They shared with Him. They fellowshiped. Verse 4, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So the last things that Jesus said to the disciples before he ascended into heaven is that there's a promise of the Father. Go to Jerusalem and get it. And then we get a clue about what it is. John, John the Baptist, baptized with water. But the promise of the Father is you'll be baptized with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So in the next few verses we find that the apostles go to Jerusalem and they're waiting in an upper room. And then in chapter 2 the day of Pentecost fully comes and there is an outpouring of the Spirit of God which is the promise that Jesus spoke to them about. When the outpour begins to happen upon the apostles in that upper room people gather from all over Jerusalem to see what is going on. This outpour of the promise of the Father. And so Simon Peter preaches a message. And I'm not going to read the message to you. But he basically tells them that the Jesus Christ which you saw crucified a few days ago on Golgotha's hill. He died. He was buried. But he rose again. Because that Jesus was the Messiah and the Christ that had been prophesied. Right? So after his message, and this is verse 36. I hope this is being explained to you good. Verse 36. Simon Peter is still preaching and this is his altar call, right? He says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard the message that he preached... They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's that promise of the Father. And Simon Peter is saying it's more than just us that were in the upper room and heard Jesus say, but... You can receive this too. Very powerful verse 39. For this promise is unto you. 
and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm preaching just for a few more moments here today. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. God bless you. You may be seated. You've stood so long patiently. God bless you today in Jesus' name. This tremendous promise of the Father or the tremendous promise of God being fulfilled here in the text that we read. What an incredible opportunity. What would it be like, I wonder, to get a gift from God? We get gifts sometimes and birthdays and we get gifts sometimes at Christmas and sometimes just Valentine's Day or just friends. We get gifts. But what would it be like to receive a gift from God? The promise here is not just to those that were at Jerusalem hearing Simon Peter's message. But the promise of the gift of God is to all those that are far off. That's us. How many miles is it to Jerusalem? We're, we're, we're far off as you can get almost across the pond. We are thousands of miles away from Jerusalem. We're also a long ways away in time. This happened 2,000 years ago. So the promise is to all those who are far off. We're far off in position geographically. We're far off in time, thousands of years. But the promise is to us because we're a long ways away. It's to us. And then he emphasized exactly who it is. Those who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Powerful to receive a gift from God. But how about just God calling you? What would it be like for God to speak your name? Call you. Throughout the scripture, we see God speaking to people. I know maybe we take that for granted because we know it's in the word of God. Amazing that God would talk and speak to people. We find in the book of Genesis that God speaks to an individual called Abraham. And when He speaks to Abraham, He, he calls His name twice. Not because Abraham's hard of hearing. It, it, it's not like our teenagers, right? Hey, Joe! 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 It's a term of endearment when in the Hebrew understanding and language to use a name twice. So when you speak something twice side by side, it separates it. That's why in the tabernacle there was the Holy of Holies. Because it was more than just the holy place. It was the holy place inside the holy place. So when God speaks to individuals and calls their name twice, He's saying it's not just that I know your name. But I love you and know who you are and care for. It's a special term of endearment. You're separated from just calling your name. And so when he speaks to Abraham, God says, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham knows that there's a loving God because of the way he calls him. 
And he begins to tell Abraham, Abraham, I want to bless you. That's the way God is. He gives good gifts. I want to bless you, Abraham. I want to make your life so different than what it would have been without me in it. That your entire generations to follow. In fact, the whole world will be blessed through you. You'll have children like stars of the sky and sand of the seashore. When God calls and he speaks your name twice, you need to know that he loves you and knows who you are. But when he speaks to you, he's going to tell you about blessing and goodness and peace and joy and forgiveness and washing of our sinful lives and holiness that he wants to bless us. There's other individuals that we can look, even in the book of Exodus, we see God calling a man named Moses. Moses is actually tending sheep in a wilderness area. And he sees a bush that is burning and it's not consumed. And he thinks, well, you know, this, this is pretty amazing to watch. Some people run from one fire to the next just because they like fires. But, but this bush was not being consumed. And so Moses said, this must be supernatural. How's that happening? And he goes over to check out this site. And when Moses has his attention on this burning bush that's not consumed, God speaks to him from the midst. He wanted to get his attention. It's amazing what God will do to us to get our attention because he wants to call us and he wants to give us great things. So to Moses, he used that term of endearment. He spoke his name twice as he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here, here am I. And now God begins to speak to him of blessings. You'll be a deliverer to change the lives of all of your people. You'll destroy the work of the enemies that have come against your people. I'm going to speak to you of a vision of you can take your people to a land that flows with milk and honey. And because he heard the voice and he answered, here am I, God gave him blessings. This is not relegated to full-grown men. The Bible tells us that there was a little boy named Samuel. And in the nighttime when he lay down, God spoke to Samuel in the same way. Samuel said, well, I'm, I'm not grown up. I'm not done this. I'm done. God knows who you are. And he called him even as a little child and said, Samuel, Samuel, that term of endearment. And Samuel finally understood it's not my stepdad, if you will, calling me. It's, it's God. Here am I. And so when he let God call him and he said, here am I, talk to me. And God began to say to Samuel, this little boy, you're going to be a prophet to the nation. God's going to use you tremendously to turn your people back toward God. Isaiah, the prophet of the Old Testament, speaks the desire of God and the heartbreak of individuals that do not respond properly. In Isaiah 65, this is what the Word says. God said, I called you because I wanted to feed you. But because you didn't respond, you'll go hungry. 
I wanted to give you drink. This is what Isaiah 65 said. God spoke to you and wanted to give you drink, but because you would not talk with me, you would not hear me, you will go thirsty. I wanted to give you rejoicing, the Scripture says, but because you wouldn't respond, now you will be ashamed. I wanted you to sing for joy, but because you wouldn't say, here am I, talk to me, I couldn't give you a gift, and now you'll cry for sorrow. In the Old Testament, we see what had to have been, had to have been, physical sound as God speaks to mankind. Literally with their physical ears, they heard a God speak sound and they physically heard it. In the New Testament, after the ascension of Christ, this happens on a few occasions. When Saul, who would become the Apostle Paul, was riding his high horse on the road to Damascus and God knocked him off his high horse, he had to get his attention. Some people will get their attention through burning bushes that are not, and other people have to be knocked down off their horse. It's amazing what God will do to get your attention. Sometimes just the supernatural will get God's attention to, hey, God's trying to talk to me. And other times God needs to let judgment happen to your life to get your attention. But you need to know whichever way it is, God is calling your name and trying to talk to you. And so Saul has been knocked from his horse, literally, that he was riding. He is blinded as he hears a voice from heaven, God physically speaking and making sound and saying to him, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. I've got a purpose for you, Saul. Go and let Ananias pray for you. Get your healing of your blindness and then go and do what I called you to do. And because Saul, even though he was way away from God, even though he was an enemy of God's people, heard the call of his name, answered the call, his life was completely changed and God did something beautiful by the Apostle Paul. Most things that we see in the New Testament after the ascension is God speaking through His people. God speaks to me, but I don't know, I'm not positive if I've ever heard the audible voice of God. And this is congruent with the New Testament. Because when you have the Spirit of God in you, you don't have to hear it audibly for God to speak to you. It's an inside spiritual voice. And this is what we see. But God has given us preachers to preach the Word of God and to share with us physically through voice what God is saying. This is what's happening in Acts chapter 2. When Simon Peter stands up with the rest of the apostles and he begins to preach the word of God, it's what God was telling Simon Peter to speak to the people. So when you go to a true church with true spirit-filled individuals, that is the goal and that should be what's happening is that the leaders and the preachers are hearing from God and speaking to you. This creates a little bit of a uh, 
hesitation in human nature because some of you have never seen me before today. I'm a stranger to some of you. And some of you are hearing me speak and you're having to trust. Is this man filled with the Spirit and hearing from God? That's, that's human nature. But God does something special that while I hear from God and speak what He has given me to preach, He will call you spiritually. And while you're sitting there hearing the Word of God, as God begins to say through His servant that He's got a gift for you today, He's got a promise for you today, if you'll hear Him calling your name, not only, I feel it right now, not only will you hear it physically in your ears, but you'll hear something in your spirit saying, this isn't just a speech, a political opportunity. This is God talking to my soul. He wants to give me something. He wants to bless me today. In fact, that's exactly what Simon Peter was talking about in our text. He said, the promise of God calling you and wanting to give you this great promise of the Holy Ghost is because He wants you to know He loves you and wants to live in your heart. And if you will just hear the preaching and hear God speaking to you spiritually, then you can say, you're talking to me, God. I want you to talk to me. I want you to lead me. And if you will listen, you'll hear God speak to you a blessing. He wants to forgive you. He wants to clean you up. He wants to give you righteousness and holiness and peace. He wants to turn your life around from the mess like this man named Saul who become an apostle. He wants to turn your life around and do something beautiful. So when, when Simon Peter preaches this message, this is what he says. The promise is unto you, even your children, those that are far off in distance, far off in time, far off in generations, you and your children are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's the key. Because nobody can come unto God unless He's drawn Unless you hear him calling. Unless it's more than just, well, I went and heard somebody speak at church today. But while I was there, not only did I hear what God told him to speak to me, I heard something in my spirit call my name. And when he spoke my name, it was more than just, hey, he knows my name. It's he knew me. He believes in me. He loves me. He cares for And why not say yes? Talk to me. Here am I. You know everything about me. Talk to me. You know that I've been good or not good. Talk to me. You, you know I've been faithful or not faithful. Talk to me. If you're reaching to me, if you're talking to me. This is the proof that the promise of the Holy Ghost is for you. 
Because who is this promise to? Those that are far off. Even as many as God is calling. So if you feel Him dealing with you right now, that you need to get your life right. Dealing with you right now, that you need to get this Holy Ghost in your spirit. Dealing with you right now that He wants to use you powerfully in the kingdom of God. Dealing with you right now that He's got a purpose right now for your life. Man and woman of God, that you need to hear Him. Then the proper response is simply this. Here I am. I'm not going to leave this supernatural phenomenon that I'm feeling. I'm not going to walk away from it. You have brought me to where I am, whether with gentleness or trying to get my attention. I, I'm not going to walk away from this service. I'm saying, here I am. Talk to me. And if God is calling you, then that is absolute proof that the promise of the Holy Ghost is for you. Promises unto you and your children, all that far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want you to stand with me all over the building today. To many in the place today, you've heard that call for a lot in your life. Some of you heard that call when you were a child and you responded like Samuel did. Here am I. I can remember God calling me. Even as a five-year-old child. And the preacher was preaching the first time I heard God call me. And he was talking about people need the Lord. I'm just five years old. I don't, I, I don't have a lot of knowledge and understanding. But as he was preaching things that I didn't even fully understand. I could hear something else. Not with my physical ear. Something in my spirit, in my heart. It was a holy, powerful, righteous God that looked down to a five-year-old boy and said, Hey, Tim. Tim. And at five years old, I was amazed that God would deal with me. So I went down to the altar and I started talking to him. I don't even know what to say, God. I'm not sure what to do. But I recognize you're talking to me. So help me have a communication or a prayer. Help me have some way. And I remember that specific time at five years of age where God spoke blessing to my life. He forgave me of sin. Healed emotions in my spirit. Filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in tongues, this promise we've been preaching about. And from that time in my life, I could point to many places where God spoke to me. I'm not sure I've ever heard the audible voice of God. I've met a few people that believe they have, and that's, that's awesome. Maybe, I'm not even sure. Maybe I want to hear that. I'm not sure. But God talks to the God of all the universe speaks to me because I invited Him into my heart. And the promise that He gave me is the Holy Ghost and joy and peace and blessing. This is what God does. Church services 
create atmosphere and opportunity where we have structure, where God can speak to a servant of the Lord. This is what God is wanting the congregation to hear. And then while you're hearing the physical voice and understanding physically what should happen, then God begins to talk to your spirit. That's supernatural. God talking to us. Now it comes a time in the service that we have to decide. We're going to walk away from what we're feeling and say, not time to talk to you, God. You know, talk to the hand. <laughs> that, that must be an old person joke. And I'm not going to hear what you have to say, God. Or I'm not ready. Or will we somehow think, this is a holy God. Why is He calling my name? I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. But if you would hear His voice and let Him speak to you over and over, if God's calling you, if you're feeling that, He wants to speak blessings to your life. How about this place today? Anybody feel like not only do you feel the calling of what you're hearing, but are you feeling something in your spirit you think God is trying to talk to you? Does He have a ministry for you, child of God? Does He, does he have a healing for you? Does he, does he have some specific direction you've been praying for? And God sent the servant to say, hey, He's trying to talk. He's trying to talk. He's trying to talk. He's trying to call you, but you're busy doing would you, would you hear what He is saying? And for you that recognize Him calling you, He's using your name. Lauren? Joseph, Joseph, Paul, Shemika, whatever your name is, speaking it twice so you know he knows me, he loves me. Now we have to decide, this is the altar service, will we listen to what he has to say and let him bless our lives? There's a promise He has for you today and this is what He's speaking. There's a promise He has for you today and that's simply if you'll ask Him to forgive you of the sins of your life, He'll forgive you. If you want to be cleansed from all the mistakes and failures of your past, then you need to be baptized calling on His name in the name of Jesus and He'll wash away and remit or pay the price for any sin that you have done. And then if you will just begin to talk to Him, He will fill you with the promise of the Father and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in tongues. Real quickly, while those are already beginning to come, if you want to respond by saying, here am I, speak to me, then I want you to come stand in this front and just let your heart begin to say, yes, I'm here, talk to me. How about all over the place they're coming? Anybody else want to come? Maybe find a place to kneel? Say, here am I, God. Anybody else want to? Everyone's invited. Would you like to come and stand in the front and say, speak to me. I'm listening. You're calling me. You're talking to me. Anybody not worried about what somebody else might say or think? And you're willing to respond and say, hey, I know God's calling, so I'm going to... You got a friend in the place that might come up beside you and say, hey, would you go with me? Let's talk to God. God's talking to us. <clears throat> Ministry's in the place. You're not going to get up here and be feeling out of place. People are going to help you. 
this is what you should say, this is what you should pray. Everybody's coming, there you go. All over the place, everyone's invited. Ministry, would you help us, those that are in the altar, would you find someone to teach them, to help them, to be able to share with them, to pray in just the next few moments, and that the Spirit of God speak to people in the house today. I bless you. Just close your eyes, lift your hands as a sign of surrender, and say, talk to me, God. Speak to me, God. Share with me, God.
and seek him and as you're continuing to pray and seek him our media team's going to play some altar music you're welcome to linger at the altar as long as you would like we'll start to have a transition and others will come in for our next service but you're more than welcome continue to reach out to the lord continue to worship him in jesus name thank you for being part of the first first 930 service of life united Pentecostal church god bless you in jesus name continue to worship the lord Yeah, it's just one out and start to 